It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to the most watched show in junior hockey. You know, a lot of things change. Seasons, guests on the show. One thing that doesn't change is the first introduction. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the most watched show in junior hockey. And the reason why that doesn't change is because we are consistently the most watched show in junior hockey. And now it comes time to introduce the man behind the most watched, the sire behind the show. I didn't really come up with an alliteration for show, so I kind of had to like do a little, a little fancier version of a sir. Because he is a fancier version of a sir, I saved it at the end. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Why, hello, Lucas. Oh, hello. Welcome. Hello. hello. Yes. You know, we, we, la, la, la. You know we, we sit here today, and we got a fun one, okay? Because we're talking about sirs and sires and, and being, being all prim and proper. But this is a group that when you get down to the nitty gritty, these guys can battle in every facet of a game of hockey. That, that anybody could ever deal with, whether it's on the ice, behind the bench, in the ownership room, in the front office, in the marketing department, in the building, in the town, in the facilities, in the work ethic, in everything. There is none who come close to rivaling the beauties of the mountaintops of Ogden, Utah. And we've got two absolute beauticians in the building joining us today. Guys that last year raised the Holiday Follow Challenge Cup title as the most impressive organization in junior hockey, the most followed organization in junior hockey. These guys are ready to roll into the NCDC this season. We got a man who's way better than Jackie Daytona, Mr. Kenny Orlando, and Sean Wilmer of the Ogden Mustangs. Boys, I'll start with you, Coach Orlando. How are we feeling in the quote-unquote offseason, as we try to call it, even though we work harder this time of year than the season? Well, you got that right. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. We're excited for this opportunity. It's It's been a long time coming, I think, for, for Sean, myself, and everyone in the division. Um, you know, it's just an exciting time for everyone in our in our organization, you know, from the staff to the to the fans, to the potential and future players. Um, we're all looking forward to it. But we got, you know, two to three more months to grind it out before we put a, a really good product on the ice. Now, Sean, we look at you. You're sitting here, the most well-dressed owner on the planet award that I will tell you this much. There's going to be a battle this year because when we came out to see you. You went full, full like Ric Flair style on us with the jacket, with the the fur, with the look. You're competing with Mr. Jerry Wilhite, who every time we go out there goes bolo tie with the cowboy hat. This season, first of all, how you doing? Second of all, are you going to take the title as best dressed owner? Uh, first question, I'm doing great. Uh, summer's, <laughs> summer's going through and uh, we're working through it, staying busy. And uh, yeah, well, I'll throw the challenge out to Jerry and uh, you know, see if he can keep up in there. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't do the cowboy hats. Maybe I'll have to throw the cowboy hat into my, uh, you know, with the jacket this the year. Thing is, style can be anything, right? Like Lucas doesn't go bow tie. Like I'm rocking bow ties all the time. If Lucas put a bow tie on, he'd look like he's going to serve you like shrimp cocktail at like a, <laughs> it, like a three and a half star restaurant. That's what it, he'd it wouldn't. Like. It wouldn't be good. This this neck cannot be constrained <laughs> by any mortal device at this point. I, I I would look comical 
with a bow tie. I would need like an oversized bow tie to compensate. <laughs> bow tie on a bow tie, right? I mean, <laughs> now, uh, Coach Orlando, we get into this thing. We're, we're in the we're in the off season. You're putting in this work. Let's start with uh, not chicken tenders, which I, I uh, eat too much of during the hockey season. Then I got to put the work in that looks like Sean's putting in the gym to get myself back into shape each off season. I want to talk about your tenders. I want to talk about guys that you're going after right now, guys who you might have sealed up. How's that shaping up this time of year? Where do you guys stand in Ogden right now? I think we're in pretty good shape. Um, you know, we're obviously this is a little bit of a different experience for every staff, um, where you're going, what you're doing, what you're attacking, um, the type of product that you want to have from, you know, from goalie through defenseman through forward. So um, we're, we're in pretty good shape. You know, I'm, I'm looking up at my board right now and, you know, I, I like what I see. Um, obviously you got a lot of kids that are, that are, you know, sifting through opportunities and, and everything else at this time of year. But, you know, based off of where we're at and the commitments that we have, um, you know, from the back end, we're really excited about Jake Filione coming in from, you know, the goalie from the Monarchs. Um, you know, he's a top end product. Uh, you know, we got some other high end names that, you know, we're just really excited to get to work with. So right now I think we're pretty close to finishing up on our tenders. We have a couple more uh, to give out and lock in, but, you know, outside of that, I think it's, for for where it could be at this point in time, I'm I'm very pleased with it. And you talk about tenders. The same thing goes with something new for you guys this year, having to get involved in the NCDC draft <laughs> and putting together a, a, a draft of 06s and 07s. Can you kind of talk to me about when you're when you're starting this thing off and, and you're putting together this tier two team? What kind of what went into that draft room? I mean, how much are you looking at a draft at today? How much are you looking at the future? How much are you looking at growing a brand in Ogden? Like, what what all goes into to an NCDC Tier Two draft? Well, I think I think Sean would probably want to chip in on on this as well. But it's it's something where, like you said, you're you're trying to build a product here for not only for months to come, but for the long term, right? And and to have that uh the balance between picking guys that may end up on our roster this year or maybe guys that need a little bit more time to develop but we know they have good promise and upside to their game and they're good humans and and they're people that we would want to be bringing into the organization um there's definitely a happy balance of that but i think for all the teams out in our division right now um you know we're we're essentially like you know you made the comment earlier of being an expansion <laughs> franchise in a way we we are Right. In a way we are, we're, we're all, we've been around and we have our established cultures and successes and what we like to do from a day to day basis. But essentially we're, we're a starting, starting fresh. So, you know, in that sense, you need to be able to pick some guys that you could see come in right away and make a dent and, and be contributors this season and be guys that can come in and develop and be a huge part of that process from day one. So uh, looking at that draft, you're kind of, you're trying to say, stay somewhere in the middle, not looking all towards the future but not looking to try to grab every single kid that can play right now. Um, Cause obviously we have some older players that can play too. So um, that's my two cents on it, Sean. I'm sure as, as an ownership perspective too, you probably have a little bit you'd want to chip in there. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, hockey wise, you know, this, this could be arguably the most important draft in, in Ogden Mustang history. You know, we have a, you know, to I guess lack of better words, we got an empty stable and we got to fill it up with a, a bunch of horses out there. And, and uh, you know, that was our goal this year. You know, we, a lot of these other teams, you know, really had six, seven, eight, you know, spots to fill. And we had, you know, 50 plus that we had to 
get in there as far as getting that protected list and and building the future on that with this draft. So, um, you know, it's kind of a combination, you know, exactly. We want to have a young team. We're, we're pushing, I think, the whole West is in the grants that we want to do a, a younger focus, more in line with the USHL and, and uh, you know, getting an average age closer to what some of the other top tier two leagues are are at, you know, such as the BCHL. Now, Sean, I, I think I got to tell you that you might be the only person in the world whose chin gets sharper and more defined when you don't have facial hair. <laughs> I wouldn't kind of like, they call this like a guy's makeup, right? Like this for me, <laughs> he's trying to make it look like I got a defined chin. Like it's trying to make it look like I've got some features. You're putting in the work. Talk about kind of, if I'm a player coming in, I'm an athlete who you guys recruit, I come into Ogden, a little bit about what the facilities have in store for me, right? Whether it's whether it's the, the gym sessions, whether it's the, the time on ice, whether it's just the building itself. Kind of talk to me about that from the ownership perspective for a player. You know, I, I, I look at my past and I look at some of the teams I played on and some of the levels I played on and, and you know, we want to put a, a facility and opportunity to have – at a professional level, you know, I, I've, I've had meetings with some USHL teams over the summer and talk about where we're at and and looking at our strength and conditioning, have a dedicated strength and conditioning coach, having a speed coach, uh, skating coach. Uh, we even, you know, one of the things that no one that I talk to has is having a, a sports psychologist on staff that works with these kids on a weekly basis. Um, and, and those are the things that, you know, are, is is my goal to have for these kids you know the bottom line and it's about developing these kids moving them on to the ncaa uh you know division one and you know to have that they need to have the the facilities and the training you know along with the ice you know everyone has the ice everyone's practicing every day it's it's what can we do and what can we give them to uh, to allow them to take advantage of it and you know take their game uh to the next level yeah and and we fell in love with this ogden community and coach coach orlando i think i i look at you and you're you're really a jack of all trades who gets it all like you, you understand the game behind the bench you understand how to coach a hockey game but you you also just like sean's talking about you understand that a sports psychologist is something that's important that that a guy has a good day a guy has a bad day right they, they need to find a way to produce in between all of the things that happen in real life and in the real world you also understand really just just what these players are going through talk to me about a day in the life for a player from your coaching perspective what you got these guys going through what 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 the organization looks like what should they expect playing for coach orlando yeah, the the expectation is extremely high, um, not only from myself, but but from the culture that we have here in the and the fan base and and the loyalty from these people that come each and every night and, and cheer our boys on. They expect success. They expect a winning um, product. They expect player advancement. And the way you do that, you know, through through our model, you know, you're coming into the rink every single day and you know that, you know, you're getting some sort of development in the locker room, whether that, whether that is conversation or whether that is through video development, we do tons of video, um, whether it's correctional stuff from games previously, whether it's looking at stuff in the future on pre-scout special team stuff. Um, you know, it, it doesn't really end as far as the video stuff goes. And we, we try to limit it so it's not overbearing, but it is a lot. Um, if that makes sense. So it's often, 
Um, but we try to keep it short and sweet where the, the guys can see things, make adjustments, learn from it and be prepared for their next opponent. And um, that's a big part of our daily development. You know, obviously you have the on ice structured practice when you're looking at, you know, an hour and a half hour, 45 of structured practice. And then you have time outside of that on both sides of the ice to um, work on your skill development, you know, and early in the week, really diving into the skill development, the skating stuff, the extra puck touches, um, you know, that extra, the extra that you get outside of, I went to practice today. Um, you know, so that's really important for us. And then having that, the off the ice, you know, development, like Sean said, where we actually have a, a designated coach, um, our facilities five minutes down the road where the guys go there two to three times a week as a team. Um, they have access every single day as an individual as well where they're going and they know they're getting work, but they're getting hockey specific workouts, you know, from you know, a guy that was very successful um, within the professional football ranks and, and college football ranks. He's been able to manipulate some of the programming to really focus on the hockey side of things for us. And, you know, when things need to get tough, they get tough. And when things need to lighten up, they lighten up, you know, our schedule with him is great. Um, there's times where individuals go in, like you said, you know, not everyone's having a good day every day. Some guys are, are performing well. Some, some guys need to perform better. Some guys are fighting injury. Um, so when we have that stuff come up, we're able to kind of treat that, whether it's in the rink, in the office with myself and having those conversations or whether it's in the off ice, you know, guys working through injury, um, working through a tough time. Um, we kind of, we, we feel confident with where we're at on the ice, off the ice, in the locker room on the, you know, psychological side of things. Um, where we're kind of able to, to attack this thing from from all sides, you know, to help these guys improve every day. Coach, you used the word overbearing. I'm going to give you, everyone a little glimpse inside of what happens inside of my head when I hear a word and I make a joke out of it. Uh, overbearing was also the review for my zoo I built, which was called No Lions, No Tigers, Just Bears. Uh, and it was it was pandas, grizzlies, everything in between. But people were like, where are the other animals? I said, well, the, what happened was I forgot to lock the cages night one, so the bears kind of took over, all right? So it's just bears. There's nothing else, all right? And, and that's that's what it is. Lucas, now I'll let you get back to hockey and being a professional. Now that I've done that, I would like everyone to – we should – Lucas and I direct this thing kind of off to the side on a little chat here so we know when to come in and ask questions so it sounds really professional and I don't have to say your turn, Lucas. But I want everyone to see sometimes when this stuff happens that I actually told him he was asking the next question, then texted him and said – one second, please. Don't don't cut me off at the end of this uh, comment from Coach Orlando. I got something. He probably thought it was professional. Go ahead, Lucas. I I also want to let people who are listening to this know that by the you'll be able to go to Dan Kasher's socials because I'm going to post the video from from just that just that moment because you will be able to see the exact moment where Coach uses that word and Dan K is lost. He's only in his own head thinking of a joke to go with overbearing. It's it's actually stunning how you can you can really see it when you when you zoom in on this. No lions, no tigers, just bears. It's only, a good zoo name. Just put it review, out. Four out of five stars. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> um, coach, you you guys and Sean talked about kind of the the mental coach. I know you've talked about some stuff off the ice. I do want to highlight what I think you guys do so well as a staff, as an organization, um, which is supporting the players outside of hockey. Um, and I just want to tell a quick story without getting into the the specifics of, of who and what, but there was a, a player on your squad that was 
was having some trouble when with dealing with kind of some um, some medical professionals outside of the team, right? They were feeling like they weren't being listened to, they weren't being taken seriously, and you guys went to bat for them as an organization to try to get them what they felt like they needed to make sure that that was represented very well. And I tell that story because I want to show the folks at home what kind of an organization you guys are, right? Going to bat for these players, supporting players off the ice, coach for a parent who's thinking about kind of sending their player, you know, out West or sending them far from home to come play for your organization. What are some of the things you guys do off the ice to make sure these players are okay? Maybe nutrition, the mental health aspect, you can kind of go through it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much to, to a program to make it, you know, an excellent program. You know, it's not just what you, what you do during that structured practice throughout the week. Right. I mean, like we, we have a, a structure and a regimen that I believe works. Um, you know, we give those, the guys, the freedom outside of those, you know, five, six, seven hours, depending on the day of hockey development on and off the ice um, for their free time. So, I mean, that, that would be one where, you know, we're able to help them if they need it as far as uh, maybe a part-time job or for some guys that maybe live locally, a full-time job, you know, outside of the the hours of the day that we're really focusing on hockey. Um, you know, the schooling side of things, being able to check in with the guys weekly, bi-weekly on how the school progress is going, um, their grades, obviously, we expect their grades to be good enough for them to keep playing on, in our program, you know, so staying on top of that. Um, but like you said, you know, having the mental performance coach here, being able to dive in with the guys as a team, um, being able to take advantage of that resource as well for individuals, maybe, you know, outside of when we have that locker room meeting with with Coach AJ. But, you know, for them to be able to dive in individually if they have something going on in their life, um, providing that as well. Early on in the season, we really focus on nutrition um, for the first couple of weeks anyway, as far as trying to instruct the guys, on, you know, what's good, what's bad at a certain point in time. Um, you know, fueling their bodies properly and really taking advantage of that. So, you know, between the nutrition and the mental performance and then, you know, being able to help the guys, you know, in their everyday life outside of hockey and outside of workouts, um, you know, with schooling, you know, and their jobs and then whatever type of community expectation we have that month um, for our group going out and helping in the community. I think there are def different ways for our boys to, you know, build um, some life maturity, you know, at their age where they're at and to have some of those experiences where they're held accountable for their schooling and they're, you know, they're held accountable for a part-time job or they're held accountable to show up and help run youth practice at a certain time this week. Um, you know, all those things go a really long way for a young man in his development. Well, and especially now that you're in the and now you're in tier two. There's been the commitment to bring in some more uh some more youth, right? So the the teams generally look a little bit younger. Do you find you're trying to change or adapt for some younger players on your team? Do you feel like it's not going to be that much of a change? I, I don't know what goes into that that sort of uh, change from a team level, right? Which is has got to be at least a little bit of an impact. Yeah, for sure. I think I don't think it's a um, you know it's not earth shattering as far as changing uh, our structure or what we believe in here, but it's more of like you said, like you are going to be catering to a little bit uh, overall younger product right so where we maybe you know we were a little bit more laxed on you know we only had to work with a couple kids on academic expectations um and you know in that side of things where it's going to be a little bit more uh you know it's going to be a little bit more of a concrete item that comes up 
every single week, not just, uh, you know, checkups and, and, you know, making sure things are good and we can kind of, you know, let the kid take it on his own terms. So it's going to be more of, you know, we got a lot more players that may be still finishing up in high school or kids that really take these academics seriously and they're diving into the college stuff early. Um, you know, and it's going to be a little bit more on the forefront. So not necessarily a change, more of just a little bit more concentration of what we're doing right now on the academic side of things. And and for some of the younger players who are listening, a quick aside, because if Dan gets an aside about a bear only zoo, um, I get a, a quick one here. Um, you know, the the last the last couple of years, it's been, you know, you've had schools that are a lot of um, test optional SAT, ACT test optional before that pretty reliant on the SAT, ACT. And it, considering how up in the air those tests are. The biggest thing is to keep the grades up, keep the GPA up and keep those academic skills going, practicing some math, reading a book every now and again. After you're done listening to all 31 summer sessions of the Dan K show, hop on a history podcast, right? Try to try to figure some stuff out because who knows what the by the time they're ready to go to college, right? You know, you don't quite know what those entry guidelines are going to be. So it's best to be prepared for uh, for everything there. And. I think besides all the on the ice, the off the ice, one of the biggest things that really not surprised me, but had an impact and stuck with me about going to Ogden was the atmosphere in the rink. It is a, a a video that I kind of just stuck a camera out of an overtime win against Vernal ended up making it into the cut of the NCDC West hype video because it was so hype. It was a clip that embodied the word hype. Sean, Talk for a minute about the atmosphere that a player will play in when they get to Ogden and and really just what's it like out there to be a fan? You know, that's, you know, we, we consider the fans as part of the team. They're probably one of the most important aspects of, of uh, this team, you know, and the community itself. You know, they're they're arguably the best fans in, in you know, North America as far as going to a game. Uh, you know, we consistently have a thousand plus we, uh, you know, I think we had four or five sellouts at 2000 uh, last year. And, uh, you know, it was even even with the COVID time frame, we maxed out. We were limited to 500 and we had we had to turn people away at 500. Then it bumped up to a thousand. And, 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 you know, that's just the way this community is. I mean, they love they love their team. They love their hockey. Uh, and, uh, you know, as a player coming in here, you know, your first time stepping on the ice uh, is, uh, you know, you're, you're in awe, you know, you're out there and you got a thousand people and it's loud or, or 1500 people. And a, a great story behind that is I think two years ago, I think it was Kenny when it was South shore came into Utah to play and it was on our teddy bear toss night. And, uh, you know, they come out there and, and there is, first of all, parents are coming to the door and says, what are we paying for? And security calls, and I was in my office, and it's like, well, parent, you know, there's some parents that don't want to pay, and they came up from South Shore, which I credit them. I was like, well, you're going to a hockey game. It's like, well, we don't have to do this at home. <laughs> and I was like, well, you're going to see. I mean, this is this is a show. And so we go out there, and then, uh, you know, the teddy bear toss, and they had to break the game up for 15 minutes cleaning up teddy bears. And all our youth hockey was out there with shovels and you know, I think it was something like 900 plus teddy bears on the ice. And then after the game, I was talking with the South Shore coaches and they could not believe this. They were like, first of all, it took 10 minutes for our kids to even think about playing the game because they were all looking at the fans. And 
couldn't believe what the atmosphere was like. And then we had to, you know, we basically had four periods because we had to wait for 15 minutes to clean up all the teddy bears off. And uh, you know, this is this is hockey. This is junior hockey up here. And that's that's the best way to say it is. You know, growing up in a small town in Austin, Minnesota, growing up watching the Austin uh, Mavericks back there in that day in the USHL, it was the same type deal. You had a thousand people that I think that rink would hold or close to it. And it was just uh, insane for their hockey. And that's the way our fans are, you know, best fans in, in, in North America. I mean, look at the Ogden Raptors in town, too. Like, you can get a minor league baseball experience in a packed house every single night. You've got you get Rich Armstrong, who works for both of them, was calling games for you guys this year. He took us on a tour of the town, get some nice breakfast in town. We got a coffee shop. You get everything you need. Like, you look at the beauty in, the, in, in Ogden and, like, the people. The biggest, the most beautiful part for me was anywhere I went, folks either A, knew who we were, or even if they didn't know who we were and what we're in town for, they asked. They had a conversation. They said hello, right? They shook your hand. It's it's such a such a tight-knit community for a big place, right, in Ogden. And you watch what this organization's doing. You watch what this brand is growing into. And that's what I want to talk about now. A little marketing, a little branding, a little growth of this Ogden Mustang squad. Coach Orlando, I'll start with you. Sean, I'll have you weigh in to kind of where's this thing going? We're on a rocket ship right now. We're flying through space. Where are we heading? Uh, well, we're heading towards success. I don't know which direction it is or where it is. I've never flown a rocket before, but <laughs> Same here, it's, going, it's, going the, it's going the right direction, not the wrong one. So, uh, you know, I, I'm sure Sean will talk about staffing a little bit more, but, you know, obviously I need to mention Tim Smith, um, him and his wife, Laura, they're unbelievable. They're our billet coordinators, but he's just jumped on as, as you know, our director of sales and marketing. Um, he's been outstanding. You know, we, the, the different, um, you know, the new populace of, of people that are interested in our program and businesses that are um, inquiring and relationships that are getting built. It's, it's really awesome to see. And it's something where from, you know, looking at it, maybe from a, a scope from a couple years ago, we didn't know how much, how much bigger could we really get, you know, um, just with where we're at, but, you know, Tim being here and having that exposure, you know, we're really, we're really taking this thing. It's, it's taken off, you know, and, and to see these people, you know, they're lining up to, to, you know, get on the boards and, and be a part of the board ads or have banners in the rink, um, you know, be a part of sponsoring the power play penalty kill, you know, all that, you know, being a, being able to own a Jersey and have your company on the back, you know, just all the different avenues of, of sponsorship, advertising, marketing. Um, there's a lot of people that are, have been partnering with us and we're, we're really building some everlasting community relationships that go both ways, you know? So that's the important part for us is that we can kind of exercise that not only it's not a one way street where they need to come to the Ogden Mustangs games. It's a two way street where we can help ben- you know, business benefit, through our program and give them the exposure they need to our fan base, to our players, you know, through hockey TV. Um, there's just so many different avenues that you can explore nowadays. And, and we're really lucky to have Tim on board kind of diving into some more of that. Um, you know, it, it takes a little bit of a load off of the hockey staff shoulders because we're able to kind of, you know, just dial in more on, on the hockey side and, you know, having, having that here, it's really bump the program to another level i firmly believe that yeah sean i gotta imagine from your side of it you're seeing a lot of this talk about that growth about some of the stuff going on i mean you're a guy who i just love to hear talk about the the growth of this game i loved hearing you talk as we're leading to this ncdc product you gets it those are the two words i would say when i describe you you get it talk to me 
Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, again, it comes down to the fans and just building the the brand itself and, you know, bringing Tim on as the director of marketing. Uh, he's done an outstanding job of going to the, you know, taking it to the next level and and getting more involvement uh, with, with some of the businesses. Um, you know, the other aspect we've done this year is we've uh, started working uh, more closely with the Ogden Raptors. And, you know, the Ogden Raptors have been here for, I think they just did their 25th year or something. They just had their... They've been around for a long time and, uh, you know, they have a great facility down there. Uh, you know, we're going to be throwing out the first pitch up at the game during training camp and our team's going to be in there and, and, uh, you know, they're right in downtown Ogden. And, and that was one of the areas that, you know, we really saw we needed to expand into that downtown business market. Uh, cause us sitting up on the Hill, as beautiful as it is at the, at the base of those mountains, you know, we are about, to, you know, a, a five, 10 minute drive from the downtown market. And, uh, you know, I think that's where our expansion comes in, right. In that area there and, and getting these local businesses going and, you know, the message out there, it's a little different than the Raptors, you know, we're, you know, as a, on the professional side with our kids being younger and, and there was some, uh, you know, there's still some confusion on, you know, pro team, uh, amateur team, you know, are we doing it to to move these kids? And and hockey, you know, having gone through that path is a different world. Everyone looks at football and basketball here in Utah. And, you know, you play high school, you go to college. You know, they don't understand that, that two, three-year gap of playing juniors and building that awareness and that education level uh, in, in Utah, a non-typical hockey city, you know, which – it's becoming more and more when you look at the Stanley Cup, where you got Florida and Vegas, two deserts uh, battling it out in there, and it, it comes down to educating those non-traditional hockey markets on on what it's like. Yeah, and and do not rule out Utah for one day having a franchise in Salt Lake City and more than just uh, more than just the NBA. I can, I can see that coming here, but. Guys, we, we talked about a little bit about training camp coming up, throwing out a first pitch. Coach Orlando, we got camps all summer long. Where, where are we going? Where's the Ogden Mustang train heading to all year? Yeah, um, that's that's one part of our brand that uh, really excels is, is is the camp circuit. And in the sense that I think we do things a little bit different. Um, you know, I've had some experience in the North American League and, and helping run those camps and, and kind of go through the ringer there, um, you know, but the way that we do things uh, similar, but different. And what I mean by that is that, you know, the, the kids are getting, you know, you have all ages from, you know, age out players down to kids that are just coming into juniors or kids that are thinking about coming into juniors, maybe staying with youth or high school for another year. Um, but, you know, we really run the, the camps in, in my opinion, in the right way. And what I mean by that is you, you, you know, you provide feedback for these players if they want it, you know, and you're able to have those conversations with parents and, and talk to them and not, it's, it's not a sales pitch. You're not talking to every single kid about playing for your team in the sense that kids may know that they're outside of the cusp still um, they're there to compete. You know uh, they're there to learn. They're there to inquire and, and gain knowledge about the junior hockey landscape and what might be a good uh, avenue or, or, you know, track for them. Um, and then there's kids at these camps that they're spot on and, and they're the kids that they end up making our team. So we have, we, you know, you have a really, a really large, um, pool of players that attend some of these camps. And, and it's just a matter of nursing those relationships and, and being able to help those players based off of where they're currently at. Um, so it, it's, it's not realistic to tell every single kid that they're going to be on our team or another team in our division. 
Um, but it is realistic to be able to help them with where they're at currently in their path. So that's what we do um, throughout this. I know that's a lot of work, um, you know, but we're committed to it. And, and, you know, kids are able to reach out, whether it's during the weekend, after the weekend, and get that feedback, have a conversation with our staff and understand what we thought of their play, what we thought of them as, as a professional. Um, you know, and I think that 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 goes a long way when they go back, if they go somewhere else and they're not playing for us that, you know, if they go back to their youth team or their high school team, it, it gives them something to lean on and, and remember some feedback they got from a, a high end program throughout the summer. Um, you look at where we're at, I mean, we had a couple great camps throughout the summer so far, you know, we started in Las Vegas. Um, we've been working with them very closely as far as a, you know, an affiliate type of program. Um, we have a really good relationship with, with them down there and, uh, their facilities are unbelievable. So we we started there in late April, um, and then we finished off April in Minnesota. So you know we work with the Minnesota Squatch as well. Um, you know we were, we were able to put on a spectacular camp in in Minnesota. I think that was uh, probably, in my opinion, the best one out of the four. Um, we then moved to to Anaheim, and we did one out that way. You know, I think for anyone that knows me or knows. Uh, Ogden, the last couple of years, they probably make jokes about um, our recruiting pipeline as far as, you know, being the the Ogden Shark Stangs or, you know, the Ogden Junior Ducks, um, that type of stuff. You know, we pluck from there a lot. Um, so, you know, having a camp out there was important to us to, to kind of see those kids more face to face. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm pretty fortunate. My family owns a, a, a facility, a rink over in Pennsylvania. So, you know, we have a camp over there every year as well. And that was in, you know, a little bit after Anaheim's camp. So that was our final one. And and that went great as well. You know, all, all these camps are full. They're all good hockey players. It's a good competitive weekend and it's a really big exposure opportunity for the kids, you know, and, and we're able to help those kids, whether it's with us or whether it's with another program and, you know, we give them some guidance and that's what it's about. So, you know, um, one thing that we do in there is a, a seminar about our team and about the, the NCDC as a whole about college hockey um, and the advancement process. So I think that having an informational seminar like that and being able to teach not only the kids, but their parents, um, that's why our camp circuit's so popular. You know, it, it gives these, some, these people something to walk away with other than, hey, I just went to some quote unquote camp and I played games and no one ever talked to me and I don't know anything about the program. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you look at it, Sean, this NCDC product, you just talked about two years ago, having a, having a fan base come in from a different atmosphere who goes, what do you mean I got to pay for tickets, right? Uh, for the person trying to grasp what the NCDC West is going to look like, I've continually said, you don't understand it and you won't till you see the puck drop on day one. And it's going to change your perspective, right? It's going to change your the, the <clears throat> way that, the, that this league looks is going to completely shake up the moment you guys drop puck. Talk to me. What do I expect right now? Try to encapsulate the NCDC West, whether it's the potato zaddies with 4,000 plus a night or the Stangs with their two grand in the building selling jerseys for $2,000 cash on the middle of the ice during jersey nights, whether it's, uh, you know, the Pueblo Bulls and a giant live bull stepping onto the ice to kick off games at puck drop. What am I getting when I come out to the NCDC West? What do I got to expect of this incredible new product? You know, and that's that's the thing. We're, you're getting, uh, you know, the fastest game uh, on ice. You know, it's it's uh, you know, you try and explain what hockey is, and it's it's a combination of soccer, football. You know, maybe throw a little bit of MMA in there. Uh, it's 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 a show, and 
you know, the, the players and, and Kenny, you know, put the show on the ice and at speed we play, uh, you know, this is an Olympic community, you know, where, you know, they're gearing up here in Utah for another Olympics here and 10, you know, eight to 10 years down the road and all our ice is Olympic ice. So you're getting a fast speed game, high skill level. And, you know, that that's on the ice. So it's nonstop action. And then off the ice, you know, I, I, you know, I was fortunate enough. I got to play in the game and I got a lot of contacts and, and bringing in, you know, friends of mine that are involved, you know, that the weekend you were there with autism and bringing in Ole Kolzig, um, you know, we're working on another friend of ours, Byron Defoe coming down there who, uh, you know, I spent some time with the, in the Kings in the West, he lives up in Kelowna, so he's not too far away in there, but just, you know, bring in that show atmosphere and it's, it's, it's kind of where the sport's gone. You know, you look at, you know, Vegas really set the tone and, and that's what it is, is, you know, you come in and you're paying, you're paying in for a high caliber hockey game. In addition to that, you've got Murray, the Mustang, and we got a new addition to our, our entertainment staff with rogue, the Rottweiler, uh, our team dog, who we're going to unveil this year. She was unofficially did it uh, last year a few times, and she tried to talk me into going to the Nationals, but I just couldn't couldn't sit on a plane with, uh, you know, a 100-pound Rottweiler for four <laughs> hours going to Utica. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, I mean, and that's what it is. It's, uh, you know, you got your options. You can spend 50 bucks to, to go to a movie and sit there for two hours, uh, quiet and eating popcorn, or... You could come out and have some adult beverages and and get a little rowdy and and uh, get entertained for four hours at a hockey game and and that's that's what we're competing against. Yeah. Now that is the perfect segue into where is hockey going? I don't know. Maybe to gong show game shows that that a host with his name on a show hosts off to the side. Maybe it's called Minor Chats. He started it when he worked with the Philadelphia Flyers. He needed fodder for the Jumbotron. It is now the place where Sean and Kenny will compete. Gentlemen, the score to beat as of now is 15. That's just personal questions. I'm just going to ask you, like, what's your favorite color? It's a minute on the clock. I'll set it. Who wants to go first? Who wants the first question fired at him? Go ahead, Kenny. So what what are we doing here? Is it a is it a back and forth or does someone get it? So Kenny, when you answer, I'll then go to Sean with the next one. So okay. we'll go back and forth. You want to answer as quick as possible. I will tell you the team in the lead right now, the Fort Wayne Spacemen, was a two-man team. Coach Cameron and Coach Schrock of their squad, they were able to put 15 together as a tandem. So there might be something to this. This might be the best way to play the game. Gentlemen, are we ready? Yeah. Let's set the clock, and the clock will start when I ask you the first question and you answer, the clock will start. What's your favorite color, Coach Orlando? Red. What's your favorite city in Florida, Sean? Tallahassee. Ooh, not Orlando. Okay. Favorite sports team, Kenny? Flyers. Favorite hockey player all time, Sean? Gretzky. Kenny, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? She's in concert. Uh, 22. Uh, Other than Taylor Swift, Sean, uh, who's your favorite band or musician? Uh, Grateful Dead. Kenny, what's your favorite amphibian? You can pass uh, if you can't think of one. Frog. Frog, got it. There we go. First person to get it right. At a barbecue, hot dog, or hamburger, Sean? Hot dog. Uh, who's a USPHL coach you admire, Kenny? Oh, uh, Nick Dreyer. Could have said yourself, but he didn't do it. Good guy. 
Uh, so, if you could eliminate one team from the NHL, who would it be, Sean? And why is it the Boston Bruins? I got to go with the Dallas Stars. Nice move. They can't steal the Minnesota team. (laughs) Coach Orlando, diner, driving, or dive if we're rolling out. Where are we going? Diner. Diner, nice pick. Soup, salad, or breadsticks, uh, Sean? Salad. Nice choice. Uh, We got, if if you're coaching, high scoring win or shutout win, Kenny? (laughs) High scoring win. Sean, sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Coach Orlando, do you want a million dollars? Yes. Oh, just missed it. That's 31 consecutive bare misses. On that final question, we got to put the suitcase with 100 million cash back in the vault. You didn't get it, but you guys did get 14 correct, which puts you in a tie for the NCDC lead. (laughs) Lucas, come on back in and join us. What a performance from the Mustangs. I, I also like that you keep your money in a suitcase. I've got mine just loosely strewn amongst the apartment. Um, this way, they don't know it's a million. They're like, wow, that's a that's a stack. And then they keep rummaging through it and they go, that's another stack. Kind of weird, but okay. Yeah, mine are, again, like we talked about earlier in this summer sessions, mine are just IOUs now uh, in a Samsonite <laughs> briefcase. Uh, but I'm good for it. So whoever wins it, I will owe it to them uh, eventually. But Coach Orlando, I do have to put this out there. That question, favorite amphibian, started back when I was with the Flyers, and I asked it not thinking it would be as tough as it was. And uh, a young man by the name of Mason Crite answered incorrectly. He said turtle, which is a reptile and not an amphibian. And it's kind of taken off. Lucas, I think that's the first correct amphibian answer live on the air during this show, and we've asked it on almost every one. I had one on my solo Summer Sessions podcast. Okay, you had so two. So two of 30 people <laughs> know what an amphibian is. But there's really only four possible answers, right? There's like subsections, but it's generally frog, salamander, newt, or axodal, which is an offshoot of a salamander. So like... Oh. Gotcha. You that's can get specific, thinking. but yeah, that's what you were thinking, right? I was thinking of, oh, I was thinking of like the yeah, the little lizards, but I didn't want to say the wrong thing, so I, I had to just go simple and say frog. That's a smart answer. It's the right way to go. See, that's a Sean. You've got the right guy behind the bench. That's a guy who is up against it in the moment on the clock, and he makes a decision. Right? That's go. That look at the decision making process he's rolling through live on the air. The guy gets the job done. I will say, Sean, the worst answer. Not answering Orlando is your favorite city in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I teed you up. I tried to tee you up. I know, I know. <laughs> um. But guys, we, we kind of continue through on this. We, we're looking at this brand. We talked about our love for the, the fan base, the amount of fun we had out there. We're going to be heading out to Ogden again this year. We'll be out in the NCDC West for kind of a barnstorming tour this season on top of everything. But this brand, for the folks at home who don't get it, like – or don't understand it yet, or, or just are trying to grasp what this will look like. It It is going to set itself apart from anything else in junior hockey, and, and I, I'm sure of it. Like, you look at the Jerry Wilhites, you look at the Sean Wilmerts, you, you look at the, the Nick Dreyers up there in Provo, you look you look at Wes and Darren Naylor coming into this in, in Rock Springs, you, you look at just the, the amount of great minds behind this game. You, you, you talk about Paul Taylor in Utah, who, who won the division in the Premier the last couple of years. Like, this is this is an, a group of people that, that get it. And this is a group of fan bases that are raucous. You look at Idaho Falls. I mean, that, that place is a tough place to play on the road. And as Marty Quarter starts to build that thing, it's going to be even tougher. 
guys, this is going to be fun. We get towards Lucas. You're getting towards the end of the show. Do you have anything left for these guys other than telling their potential sponsors to hurry up and get your space now before they run out? Well, I, I think that message goes to sponsors, prospective players. If you if you liked what you heard today, and I can't imagine there's anyone who didn't like what they heard, because these are this is an organization that is represented by by these two folks that were on with us, as well as a number of others who get it from kind of get the game of hockey from every aspect of it. Right. It's it's taking care of the player. It's developing the player. It's it's a focus on that and the experience that you get, whether you're a fan in the community, whether you're, you know, a, a player playing for the first time in front of fans. And I, I always love telling that story about South Shore. It's like such it's such a great example, right, of of the difference that potentially you you can have. And there there are some players who might not care about that, right? There's some players who might not, but there are a lot of players who do. So for those players, if if you're looking for an environment, if you're looking for for a bit of raucous energy from a fan base that wants to see nothing more than a W every night. Uh, I, I can't think of many better places to, to play than, than Ogden or the NCDC West. It is, it is going to be an electric factory. My, my only question is uh, how long can we stay out there, Dan, um, for our proposed early season road trip to the NCDC West? Um, and uh, how much fun are we going to have when we get out there? Uh, it's, it's going to be endless, Lucas, endless amounts of fun and opportunity Get reaching out now. If you're in that Ogden community and you've got a business or, or you've got you've got a brand that you're trying to support or you're trying to promote, get in the building now. Reach out to Sean and Kenny. Reach out to the squad there. Reach out to Tim in marketing. Like th This brand is going to continue to take off. It's going to continue to grow. And as the NCDC grows, Ogden will grow with it. Uh, I just, the opportunities are endless. Gentlemen, we're at the parting words portion of the show. Lucas usually doesn't, he, you're going to participate? No? I mean, you don't want to talk about the really cool bus that they have with the wrapping and everything in it, and you can sleep on it. And... No, he doesn't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about, like, the, the cool new dog that they just referenced before, Rottweiler coming into the building. No? Dogs are cool. No, you don't want to talk about the horse mascot? Cool horse mascot? No? No, okay. It, nothing? All right, cool. Well, uh, all right, we'll go to uh, Sean. Sean, your parting words for today's show. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to leave the people with here as we uh, continue the summer sessions? You know, just, uh, you know, jump on and become a part of the herd. I mean, if you're not already there, you know, that's our that's our motto. Uh, you know, everyone that as soon as you come to one game, you become part of the herd moving forward. And and we all stick together and, you know, get ready for a, a whirlwind and an exciting 23-24 season. Absolutely love it. And no word yet, Lucas, on whether uh, Jay Witt has thinned the herd mentality in the Minnesota Blue Ox is targeted solely at beating the Ogden Mustangs. Uh, so that that would that be very be disappointing tough. if it was. I mean, he's got to focus on more than just Ogden. <laughs> Ogden, we're building the herd. Jay Witt in a corner waiting. <laughs> hey, Jay, come on, man. There's more than just there's more than just Ogden. A a Coach Orlando, what do you got? What are your parting words for today's show? Uh, I, I kind of just piggyback off Sean as far as the, the family aspect side of things, whether it's a business, um, a fan, um, prospective player, billet family, you know, uh, just anyone that that wants is welcome to be a part of this thing, you know, and, and we welcome it. And, you know, it's a it's a culture of success. It's a culture of winning, culture of player advancement. Uh, and most importantly, it's 
it's the fun, right? It's the fun you guys talk about in the building, the environment we put on, and you know, for those 25 home games plus um, going into playoffs and everything like that. It's it's a great experience. I recommend it for any player or or fan or anyone locally in Ogden. So just looking forward to having more here and and looking forward to a great season this year. And there is a Rottweiler on the air. <laughs> right, there she is. Joining, joining the herd. <laughs> oh, come on. Rogue the Rottweiler coming to a rink near you. That's, that's the reasons enough for season tickets. I'm locking season tickets in right now just that, for Rogue. That looks like a shot blocking pup. That, that is a pup who's in the defensive zone. <laughs> She's here on the ice. She's good. That is good the on the ice. of pups right there. And, and <laughs> my parting words always go with our, our teams. And, you know, I'm trying to think of – trying to think of something good you know i'm trying to think of quotes i'm trying to think of ways to kind of to sum it all up but really like i just when i think about the ogden mustangs i just think about you know getting to live the experience and that's what you get to do if you play for ogden that's what you get to do if you're in ogden utah as as a a member of that community as a member of this organization live the experience and like you're going to get an opportunity to do that if you sign up with this mustang squad it's not just an incredible organization to work with. It's not just a great coach beyond the bench who gets it and, and a young guy with a big future in the game of hockey himself. It's not just Sean and, and an owner who gets it, who, who puts the time and effort behind it and puts the money in. It, it's it's a whole organization, a whole town who gets it. And you walk in there, you see those mountains out behind the net. When you go to drop the puck, you see 2,000 people screaming in the seats. It, you're you're never going to forget that experience, right? You'll remember a puck drop probably more than you remember half the plays you put up and half the goals you put in the back of the net by the end of your career because of this facility. It's a great town, great place. Get out to Ogden, Utah now. Reach out. You want to find out more about them, go to usphlncdc.com. Remember, NCDC fans, there is a total rebrand coming with the Dan K Show in the NCDC. We will have a weekly This Week in the NCDC show presented by the Dan K Show. Each month, we will have our NCDC Player of the Month audio podcast, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts, and the new and improved NCDC Power Rankings will have its day in the sun each month. Your top 10 NCDC teams nationwide. Tune in for all of it. We thank all our sponsors. Selly Salt, sprinkle on your next meal. Remastered Sleep, we sold one to Ole Kolzig. I hope he likes it. He's a big and intimidating man. So if it didn't work for him, don't come after me. But it does work for you. Stop snoring with just a sip. Dane K Show at checkout for 10% off your next order. Uh, we talked about GMU Sport. Get in the shape with GMU Sport. Go to gmusport.com for all the things you need to get the muscles back on your body. 22% off at checkout with USPHL 22. Uh, then we keep kind of steering through and we get the body-trick.com. Yeah, all natural needs for you. You know, Get the muscle recoup. More importantly for you teams with uh, maybe a stinky locker room, the penalty kill spray. They got spray. It's all natural. You spray it in the room. It gets rid of, kills the germs and bacteria that cause the hockey pad smell. Get that spray today, penalty kill spray at body-trek.com. And finally, the Pueblo Bulls who are competing with these guys. They're our presenting sponsor from this last year. And what I always tell you, run with the Bulls. But if you see a real bull, a live bull PSA, you run from that bull. Run with the Bulls if it's in Pueblo. You're in Pueblo, Colorado, look around, go, okay, I can run with this bull. Run from the Bulls if it's a real bull. Real live Bulls, don't mess with those. DanKShow.com to find out more. The Ogden Mustangs, I got a feeling these guys might be raising a cup that's not just the Holiday Follow Challenge soon. 
Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.